0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Menopause Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Council, your host for this podcast, and we are in the summer season, that's right. I'm taking a little bit of a break over the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 from recording new episodes. But what I thought I'd do, rather than leave you with nothing to listen to over this break, I thought I would share with you some of my favorite episodes from guests that I've had in the past. Now I realized a few weeks ago that I have recorded over a hundred episodes and in that time I have spoken to some absolutely fantastic women, hearing their stories, learning about what they're, they're doing and just simply having a really great chat with them. So I thought you might enjoy listening to some of them too. And particularly if you're an, a new listener to the podcast, you probably haven't heard some of these. Now, you will notice that I refer to the podcast as the Wise Women's Conversations podcast because that's what it used to be called before. But it's the same podcast. All I did was change its name. So please listen to this episode enjoy it and let me know what you think or why not join me over in the menopause conversations facebook group where we have more conversations and where you'll find more podcast recordings over there to have a listen to as well so have a great break i'll be back recording live episodes new live episodes in 2023 but enjoy some of my favorites in the meantime Bye for now. Hi, I'm back again for another episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And this week I'm having a chat with a friend of mine and her name is Anne McEwen. And Anne is a life coach and she works with women to help the to empower them, to help them make changes, particularly in their life and also within their business. And in this conversation, Anne shares with us her transition as she was moving through this mid-stage of life. You know, how things changed and how things had to change in her family, how she was kind of feeling really, really lost and what she had to do to step into the next stage of life. And I think a lot of listeners will actually identify with a lot of what Anne has to say. And she also provides us with some great tips on how you can move through those stuck times so I really enjoyed this conversation with Anne and I think you will too so have a listen and I'll be back at the end of the episode to have a little bit more of a chat with you hello and welcome back to this week's episode of wise women's conversation and I've got another wise woman to talk to us today and welcome Anne. welcome to the podcast Hey, Angela, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, People will notice that you don't have an Aussie accent there. (laughs) Oh, I think you're the one with the accent. (laughs) So, Anne, share with our listeners who is Anne and how did you get to be where you are in your life right now? Yeah, well, um, who is Anne? Female,
1: mid-50s, married, kids, uh, love dancing um, live in sydney originally from glasgow and i am a coach for women in business um, i call myself a mindset coach because although we need planning and action plans and all that if we don't have the right mindset around what we do then all the planning in the world isn't going to come to fruition and, and I really ended up doing this because I've, I've been in coaching my whole life. I started off uh, working for BP Oil in the UK as a, a sales coach, so coaching sales teams. And what I learned when I was doing that was that it was never about the product, it was always about the person's belief in themselves as a salesperson. And that sent me down the path of being very interested on what, in what makes people tick and what makes some people confident and others not, what makes some people excel in the workplace and others not. And so I studied NLP and positive psychology. Um, I've just always been interested in human nature. And when I came to Australia, initially I didn't work because my kids were at primary and I was buying the house, buying the dog, <laughs> helping them get involved in the community. Um, but when they were older in the middle of high school, Um, I hit 50, menopause, that sort of feeling a bit lost and not sure what the second half of my life would hold for me and um, I did what all clever people do and I went to see a coach and she said to me why don't you become a coach and help other women in your position and that terrified me because I had never run my own business before and in fact the word business conjured up hard work, tax, employees, failure, um, and so I was quite gridlocked at the thought of that. Um, so I had to do quite a bit of work on myself through that, And I, but I started small, I invited a group of women to come and let me try out all my therapies on them and give me feedback, And and so then it grew organically and this is my fourth year in business now and as they've seen my business grow um, they've now come and said to me oh what did you do we've we've watched you go from starting this from scratch can you coach us through it and so now I do that as well
0: so let's talk a little bit about this you know how we particularly i I think that women they get to this mid stage of life and all of a sudden their kids are growing older, they don't need them anymore, their job might be changing, their relationship might be changing. So we can start to think that this is a kind of really terrible time of life and we can get really stuck in that negativity, can't we? Yeah. How, how, did you, or how do you show women that we can, there's actually something different on the other side? yeah and it's the hardest part
1: isn't it because you can't see what's on the other side and and we all crave certainty and without that certainty we think it's not worth going down that path you know why should I bother it's all too hard work it's um but that's when we miss out and really for me it was desperation if I'm honest I had allowed myself to get so low Um, I felt very alone in the journey and and friends would be shocked to hear that some of the mums from school and they'd say oh we're here for you but it was kind of I was lonely in my own head (laughs) Um, I had people around me but I didn't feel I was missing a sense of purpose because my kids didn't need me so much anymore I didn't have family here where I could just waste time going shopping with my sister or coffees with my Mum, or you know, and so there was a lot of time to kind of self reflect, and it was really painful actually. <laughs> because I think when we take away that external identity, and um, we really are lost because we're brought up thinking that we, even when you asked me the question, Who is Anne? I thought, Well, what are the labels that I'm putting on myself? and immediately I said things like wife and mother, and they're mm-hmm. all the things that I do, they're the roles that I play. Um, but the question of who am I really is, is a
0: pretty deep question. Okay, so now you answer that question. Who is Anne? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that Anne is uh, a,
1: a seed that was planted a long time ago, who's finally flourishing and blossoming and, <laughs> and um, realizing that she needs nurtured and uh, real understanding her own strengths one of the I mean I love people so I think one of the reasons I was a bit depressed was because I spent so much time on my own and and I realized that whatever it was I had to be around you know be with people I like to be part of a a team collaborations and making a difference in the world volunteering and that kind of thing and and so the kind of business I'm running now is very much in alignment with that Um, And I think when we hit that midlife, we think it's the end (laughs) because it's the end of one era. Mm. But for me, it was like at 50, I still felt really capable and energetic. And, you know, I mean, I remember my mom in her 50s and and she seemed quite old. (laughs) Um, I don't feel that old. And I just remember thinking, well, you know, my husband at 50 thinks he's going to work for another 15, if not 20 years. Um, why can't that be the same for me? Just because my kids have moved on. And actually it's funny because he's feeling burnt out and had enough and wants to rest. And I'm chomping at the bit going, let me, it's my turn. I want to get out there and do something, you know. Um, and for years I kind of felt like, Cinderella, you know, the, the doing the cooking, the cleaning, the taxi driver, the nurse—all the things you do for your kids—and um, and I got a bit bored and I got a bit resentful, and then I didn't really like the person I was becoming because I was very moany and dissatisfied. And and I know through my own NLP training that you know it has to come from within and it's your decision, and but it's really hard to do on your own. I think we all need a coach to help us draw that out.
0: So we get hung up on labels, don't we? Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the things is, you know, because we get hung up on being a mother, a partner, and all those labels, and then all of a sudden the meaning of those labels changes. I think mother, to start with, is a real big label that changes. I mean, we're always, you know, you're always a mother. Regardless of how old your children are, you're always a mother. Mm -hmm. But the meaning of what that means changes as we grow older and our children grow older. And even, you know having, you know, being a wife or, you know, whatever type of relationship you're in, all these labels, the, you know, because yeah when I first asked you that question, you gave me a list of labels and it's so common. Everyone does it because I ask the same question and most women give me a list of labels. Yeah. Yet when you go, oh, no, but who are you? Yeah. And yeah. this is a thing that I think that, that I love about the work that you do is you help women find out who they are
1: yeah.
0: beyond the label. Yeah. So that then you can create anything because when you take the labels away, you're almost yeah. on a blank slate yeah. and yeah. the possibilities are endless.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting actually,
1: because I did an exercise um, with a group of women and it was like, how does society label women our age at this stage in life? And it was sort of like, um, uh, you know, an ag or grumpy or overweight or um, emotional, um, or gray, you know, like gray hair, or, and there was all these, you see, and I said to the ladies, you know, how, how does it feel carrying those labels? And they were like, oh, well, we hate it, because I'm not that, you know, I'm, my hair's dyed, I'm not going gray, and I don't nag, I just say how I would like things to be, but I have to say it 10 times before it, you know, otherwise it drops on deaf ears, and blah, blah, blah. And I said to them, okay, well, let's write the labels that you would like, to Have and, and the labels were you know, it was like smart, capable, caring, um, innovative, creative, uh, community minded, and 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 the things that came out were just beautiful, but they were all heart centered. Mm. And I love that, that, um, we've got that you know, capability to be um, intellectual, but when you bring that together with your strengths to serve others, that's a potent combination. And that's what I realised. It was like if I can use my head and my heart and my strengths for the benefit of others, that's the greatest reward for me. And so that's what I help other women to uncover. So what do you think of the word purpose? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting. Was everyone's like, "Oh, your purpose is just to be here on the planet and be here." And I, for me personally, um, I'm I'm a doer rather than a sentient being or a thinker or a. Um, so I I like to have projects that I'm doing. I like to achieve things and have something to show at the end of it. I wouldn't tie, and maybe that's why I struggled a bit when my kids didn't need me anymore. I no longer. Time I value around just what it, oh, I've made a beautiful quilt or I've knitted a jumper or I've cleaned the house. Um, but I do feel I need a purpose. And for me, that purpose is I need to be needed. I like to be liked. I want to be wanted. And so the purpose is when I'm able to share those things for other people. Like if someone comes out of a session and says, Wow, that was fantastic! I've had a light bulb moment, or I know exactly how to make move forward, or they've achieved their goal. Then I get much more pleasure from that than they do. <laughs> um, so I, I I think we we do need a purpose. I think we're brought up to feel that we have a a role to play in life, but. It's not often, the role that's given to us isn't always our own genuine role. And I think that's where the difference is. It's like, what do I want my
0: purpose to be? Not what everyone else told me my purpose should be. So how do you help women find their purpose? Because this is a, this is a big thing that come, a lot of my clients, you know, even though they're coming to me with physical symptoms, they say, I don't seem to have any purpose in life anymore. I don't know what my purpose is. And I know this is part of the work that you do. How do you help women find their purpose? Well, a lot of it's a limited
1: belief, and I had that. It was like, well, now I'm of, I'm of no, new, no use because everything that I knew in the past has finished or ended or changed. I'm not needed, you know, and I don't feel wanted. and, I, and But sometimes our purpose um, is, is so deeply hidden in the unconscious that we've, we've lost sight of what it is, or we, we're going to have a new purpose Um, And I think it evolves. People think um, I should know my purpose and this is how I should go and get it. But that's not actually how life works. Mm. Everything's a process. Even when I started, I didn't intend to start a business. I just wanted to get a group of women together to lift each other up because I needed company and I needed to get out of my own head. And I had these NLP skills that I was able to share which I did for free because I was enjoying it. And then when I was able to, when they came to me and said, oh, can you coach me one-on-one and and help me? Then my purpose evolved. I didn't, so it's almost like um, we have to start taking action in a particular direction. And we know what we like and what we don't like. You know, if someone had said to me, well, I want you to be a financial planner, I would have been like, no, that's definitely not my purpose. (laughs) You know, we have an inkling of what we like and what we don't like. But it comes back to that certainty thing again, where people are afraid of chasing a new purpose in case it doesn't turn out to be as great as they thought it would be. Or it's a fear of the unknown, or it's a fear of failing. And when we can let go of that and say, you know what, I'm going to do this for the sake of doing it. And the feedback that I get from the universe and from other people will tell me whether I'm on the right track or not. And and then it's about enjoying that journey and saying, so even when I I did those meetups for free for years, and I loved every single one of them. And I had no expectation other than to just enjoy being with these women. So
0: how do we get over the fear? feel the fear and do it anyway it, isn't because it? it's i mean it's, it's easy to say and i mean i know I, I say it but you know just do it but sometimes that fear can be such a block oh yeah that you just you know just taking the first step can be yeah. really really hard and that obviously this is why you get a coach because a yes. coach will actually be there for you yes. to help you plan that out yes. and to encourage you and all of that so is it is the answer you need someone to help you can can you do it on your own look you can with I mean I you, there are certain things where people you know they want
1: to, to quit smoking and they'll just decide in a minute that's it I'm not smoking anymore and they'll just never go near another packet of cigarettes and you get other people that try and change over years and they just can never break a habit and um, and so that's part of it I think it, it, everything starts with the decision so it's it's the decision of I'm so uncomfortable where I am in my life at the moment, which is the stage I was at. Something needs to trigger the change. We don't give ourselves permission, I think, as a lot of women that I see are like, oh, I don't know, and what if it doesn't work out? And, you know, whereas, and it's ridiculous because I'll say to them, well, I give you permission. I give you permission to go and try this. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. And they're like, all right. And I'm like, who well, am I to give you permission? You should give yourself that permission. But we, we look for approval from when we're young. Um, and we want things that are fail-proof. How many things we buy that have got a guarantee on them? And Without that guarantee, we're unsure. When we can learn that um, there is no crystal ball and that life is exciting rather than nerve wracking, so that same adrenaline that's pumping around the body. Um, if we can turn that into excitement rather than fear and say, you know what, I'm going to give myself, and we can afford to do that in the second half of our life, I'm going to give myself the freedom to try this. And if it doesn't work out or I don't like it, that's okay. Whereas we don't we hold ourselves to ransom. And I think the second part is that we get so in our own head that's saying that you can't see the wood for the trees whereas someone on the outside can say but why don't you do this i mean i have a coach um i had a a problem recently and i just could not see a way out of it and she made a comment to me and i thought oh my goodness i never thought of that (laughs) and i put it into action and the thing worked and i've moved on so we all need someone else and sometimes we think it should be our partner or but really those people are too close the people that are close to you have a vested interest in you being the way that you are because it makes them feel comfortable my family loved it that i was cinderella because i did everything and it made life Mm. easy for them when i stood up and said I'm not doing, you know, we're going to get a roster for cleaning and a roster for cooking, and I'm starting a business now, and I'm helping these ladies, and they were all like, oh, don't like the sound of that. So it was a real struggle, you know. I mean, the first three years were just like, oh, this is a headache. But now I'm much happier. So it's actually benefited the family, not just financially, but the atmosphere in the house. I feel I've been a good role model for my daughters who are at university. and that they see that life is a challenge for everybody, every day, just in a different way, you mm. know? And, and, and when we have a good day, it's like, yay. Because most days it's like, oh, okay, I've got to, you know, push myself another wee bit today or try something new. or, um, And that's why keeping a note of our wins is so important because there are probably fewer wins than challenges.
0: And don't women not not celebrate their wins it's a very female thing for women not to celebrate their wins yeah whereas you know men they get in the they go in the pub well not at the moment but they'd get in the pub and have a beer or whatever they they yeah. celebrate in a some way you know even when they you know they had a win at work let's go to the pub and celebrate that Yeah. women just don't like to celebrate for some yeah. reason i know we've probably been taught that because i know that we you know it's like you don't beat your own drum you don't you know, It's all too ego. It's like, don't be egotistical. But it's not egotistical to celebrate. And even if you're celebrating with a quick little dance within yourself and no one else sees it, a celebration is a celebration. It's just an acknowledgement that you have done something or, you know, you've achieved something. And it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. But it's always never enough. And so one of the things that I say to ladies is,
1: yeah so you did that oh yeah but i wanted that and i say okay so you're maybe not there yet but you're not way back here either you're here now you know it's not a to z it's a to b to c to d to you know and and recognizing and another great tip um and i do this myself at the end of every week i have a done list so all the things that i have done mm-hmm. um, not just a to-do list and then I, when i look back on it and i say ah. Oh, Actually, I achieved a lot this week, or no wonder I didn't get that done. I was so busy doing all these other things, or and it just balances out. I mean, you'll know this we're wired for the negative, and so for every negative thought, we need five positives to balance it out, and that might mean seeing a positive picture, hearing an uplifting sound, somebody telling us they love us, having a hug through touch. You know, five different ways for the brain to um, absorb something that says, um, yeah, okay, it's not all negative. We've now got positive in there. Um, and, but we don't do that. It's a negative and a negative and a negative mm. and a negative. And then we wonder why we're in a pit.
0: That's right, because that energy just brings us down. And I can remember, and I don't do it anymore, but I used to, I used to have a whiteboard and at the end of every week, I used to put down everything that I've achieved. And so by the end of the month, it would actually be full yet. Yeah. If I don't, if I didn't do that, I would think, Oh, well, I achieved nothing this month. Yeah. But when I actually at every, you know, every week I would write it down and then I'd kind of take photos. And at the end of the year, I've got 12 months of everything that I've achieved. Cause yeah. this is another big thing. You know, we get to the end of the year and go, Oh, we go, st- I didn't do that again. I didn't get to do that again, but we forget every single thing that we did achieve. Yes. And you know, days getting out of bed is an achievement That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. particularly if you're not feeling well you know for women who are in this stage of life if they're experiencing hot flushes and all that because we can get really hung up on i'm in menopause this is the worst time of my life yeah. or you could go flip it i'm in menopause yeah it's uncomfortable right now but i'm actually breaking through to find myself yes when yes. you change that the yes. symptoms just start to go away Yes. Yes. It's amazing what happens when you just reframe it and change the energy. You go from the negativity of this is the end to, wow, this is the beginning. Yes, I'm struggling and I do have a a few symptoms, but I know that this is just the journey. Yeah. And I don't know, you'll know a lot more about this than I
1: do, but what I found happened with myself was as the estrogen levels dropped and I became a bit more. Um, I don't. Want, I don't know if masculine is the right word, but I started to stand up for myself, and I actually liked this new me. I was like, this feels great, and and I even started to swear, and I never used to swear, and I would. I'd be like, oh f this, and, and I thought, and my girls laugh because they say, mum, when you say the f word with a Scottish accent, it just sounds too sweet to be a swear word, but. It was sort of like, I think as we get older, we care less about mm. what other people think or, you know, and, and so really stepping into your power as you get older and saying, you know, I don't need to be beholding to everybody else anymore. I can just be me. There's a certain freedom and confidence that comes with the second half of your life. You don't need to prove yourself anymore. Um,
0: and so do what you love for the sake of loving it. Um Yeah. It's And I totally agree, and I actually had a message this morning from a woman who's saying, well, you know, I really want, you know, I, st- I say what I mean these days, yet the family doesn't like it and they just say, oh, it's hormones or moody, whatever. And I said, look, you just have to stay within that power. If they're not changing at the same rate you are, just love them anyway. They'll catch up That's right. or they'll leave, one <laughs> or the other. That's right but it's most important that you now own who you are as you're moving into that next stage of your life, because regardless of who's around you, what relationships you're in, the most important relationship you have is the relationship you have with yourself, because that's a lifelong relationship, you
1: know,
0: yourself, then your children, but you know, yourself, you have to come first. And for many, many years, women have put themselves behind everybody else behind their children, behind their partners and now it's time for them to actually have a great relationship with themselves. And when they do that, the energy will shift. Yeah. And yeah. others either come along for the journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or they don't. That's right. And that's okay. That's right. Too. that's right. And that's right. They can
1: self-deselect or whatever. <laughs> um, and I, I definitely found that. Um, that the dynamic in our household has changed and it and it created quite a bit of tension for quite a while. And um, but now it's far better than i could have imagined it's far better than it was Mm. pre-menopause
0: because you've got a better relationship with yourself
1: yes i'm happy i'm doing what i love and 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 so the ripple effect i have on those around me is 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 more positive than it was when i was being a martyr Mm.
0: So, if people want to learn a little bit more about the work that you do, where can they find out? So, for women, want where they start a business, or if they just want to really as a mindset change, where can they find out more about what you do? Oh, thanks, Angela. So,
1: um dot is my website. Um, And I offer a free 30-minute clarity call for anyone that's not sure if coaching's for them or not, or if they're a bit stuck and want to get on the right track. Sometimes you just need to tweak a few things to to get going. Um, And all the social media um, platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, (laughs) on all of those. And my company name is actually 2mpower.co. And the two M's are my daughters, Maris and Megan. So it's the number oh, two. Okay. I know, I've never realised that. Yeah. And then the word power. And there was a play on that because at the time I wanted to be a,
0: you know, a positive role model for them. So from one wise woman to another, what words of wisdom do you have to share with our audience today? Give yourself permission to be you. Very, very great advice.
1: I think that's probably the key thing that's come out from from our conversation is
0: um, stop looking for permission from elsewhere and, yeah, give yourself permission to be you. So we're giving everybody who's listening and watching permission to be you. If you're looking for permission, this is it. You now have it. You don't need from anyone else. You've got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and if you need support, you and I, are. we've been there, we've done it, and we can help other women. That's right. So I want to thank you for your time today, Anne. It's been fantastic to talk to you. And I want to thank all of our viewers, whether or not you're or our listeners, whether you're watching or listening, wherever you are. Thank you so much for being part of the Wise Woman's Conversations podcast and from my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Hi, it's Angela. And what did you think of that conversation with Anne? She is so much fun and she's got so much wisdom to share. Now, if you want to find out more about the work Anne does, visit her website, which is www.annemckeown.com, www.annemckeown.com, go over there and you'll find out all the things that Anne does. She's doing so many different things and she's making a big difference in the lives of many, many women.